God's purpose has gained purchase. As I see that it's more than what I've seen on the surface. Emerging into all of these dreams, I was purposed to daydream until I believed I was worthless. Because those dreams were defeated by serpents that looked sweet. As long as they eat, I'd be hurting. It wasn't until I wanted release from those curses that would constrict. Man, I couldn't breathe. I was immersed. Till these verses came in and freed me from cursing. The pain of my loss became the reason for birthing. My pain was contractions. The reason was birthing. My purpose deeper than what was seen in the cursive. I finally found my relief from the searching for the God that brought me relief from the turning in my mind that brought me relief from the hurting. Trying to sleep just to get relief from the curses led me to the face that was Deeper than earth is as deep as the earth is my deep was immersed in defeat. Literally, he retrieved me from certain suicide. I'm alive. Christ defeated the serpent. He shined light on the weakest of persons. He became meek just to meet me and hurt with me. Even though I couldn't see, he was hurt in my heartbeats. Made sure to believe in his verses. Man. You never said it would never rain. You just said that after the rain, it was never shame. You also said there was never pain. You never said there was never pain that won't exist. But when it leave, it leave like it never came. See, son, it's the sunrise now. Nobody care about the clouds when the sun shines down. But man, when that gun slides down, them eggs crack. Why we leaving them sunny side down? I found my smile means more when the sun lights down. Cause my teeth shine brighter when that gun slides down. And I'm facing my demons. Abandon my reason. Lord, lead me to the face of your son right now. I wrote that. I don't know, seven years ago, eight years ago, when I started trying to be open to spirituality for real for the first time in my life. And I didn't really know what it meant when I wrote it. But now I feel like I have a little better understanding of what that means to me. And maybe that'll be something that will be able to help other people and what it means to them. So as I always do, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is your host, Mr. Brandon Wade, but you can call me B2. You can call me B Square. You can call me whatever you want to call me, but you still got to follow the rule. 
You got to follow it in 2022, just like you did in 2021, just like you did ever since I've been doing this podcast, since it was a radio show. You got to follow the rule. If you don't know and you just joined in, it's the first time you ever heard it. I'm going to tell you what the rule is. You got to, you call me whatever you want to call me, but the rule is, it's got to be nice. You call me whatever you want to call me, as long as it's nice. Welcome back to your favorite radio show, your favorite podcast. Pay it forward. We back in the building. It's 2022. It's a new year. New understanding, new growth, new experiences, new blessings. New realness, new transparency. This is new life. And what I've been learning over these last couple of weeks, months or so since I've been on here, I haven't been posting in a while. Uh, There's been a lot of emotional growth that's taken place, Um, a lot of wisdom and stuff that I feel like I've picked up. But I guess most importantly, it's been just kind of getting back to the root of being transparent, of being real Getting back to the root of why I'm here in the first place. You know, what what reason am I doing a podcast for? I always kind of refer to the promise I made when I started this, that I was going to do this podcast whether hundreds of thousands of people listened to me or whether one person listened to me. And I never wanted to get too caught up in the idea that people could hear me and be like, man, That was fire, bro. Man, that really blessed me, bro. Or whatever it was. Man, that feels good to hear sometimes. And it's all cool or whatever. But at the end of the day, man, that stuff, it's a great feeling, you know, to know that you help people and stuff like that. But, man, that stuff, can it can become very easy to get attached to. That stuff, you know, before you know it, you know, you're, you're expecting that from people. Before you know it, you're wanting and craving that from people and then it becomes less about what it is that you do and why you do it and then it becomes about maintaining a status quo and man can I tell you that is exhausting trying to maintain an idea of who you are rather than just actually trying to be who you are and that's something that I've been thinking about and feeling a lot over this time um so the topic of today is transparency and it's going to go around to integrity a couple other things I talked about in previous podcasts but it's also going to talk about why I'm I feel like I'm on this this particular topic because this is just something that um guys has been leading me to, to address in my life um so the thing is my dad uh died uh, well he he died in April, but his birthday uh, would have been February the 8th. So that's coming up. And I've been realizing I felt a lot of grief around that. And sometimes when I feel grief around a lot of things, it's been more challenging for me to have healthy boundaries in my own life and my own personal life, you know, and the way I take care of myself and stuff. And I just ain't been feeling it lately. And I have been it was today where I realized, Oh yeah, that's right. His birthday coming up. And I just have been feeling grief around that and disappointment let down. There was so much I wanted my dad to be. There was a lot that he was, but there was so much more I wanted up from my dad. 
And I still want those things. I don't just miss my dad. I miss the person that I wanted him to be. And I don't just miss the men in my life that spoke into my life. I miss and long for the people that I wanted them to be. The people that I felt like they could be. The people that I felt like they turned away from. And sure, it's easy to say, hey, you know, it's not, it wasn't personal. Yeah, I know that. But it felt personal. And sometimes I feel like I'm mirroring some of the same stuff that they've said and done. You know, I had a spiritual mentor, too, who I've mentioned quite a few times that, you know, died in in in, in May of last year, too. Well, it may have no, not met last year, uh, 2020. 2020 he died in may of 2020 um and there was so much from him that i wanted and he used me in a way that i never thought i would be used by somebody that was spiritual and You know, I, 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 this was someone that I really trusted and the men in my life, I really trusted, you know, I really, really, really trusted them. And so when I look at myself, a lot of times I look and I'm like, I feel that there's not a whole lot that's feels trustworthy within me. A lot of times I find myself walking around, just, uh, talking to myself, speaking to myself, like I'm speaking to people, you know, I speak to myself like that and that's one of the comforts that I have. And I, and a lot of it comes from the fact that I felt that the men in my life never really heard me. Like they never really got me. They never really listened. They heard what I said, but they heard to respond. It's hard to even say some of those things without even just trying to correct it or put it in in right balance or right terms by saying, well, they didn't do it all the time. Well, that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm just talking about the fact that it happened and that I experienced it and that I know that I'm not alone in having experienced what it was like to not have guidance by somebody and trying to figure it out yourself and then somehow feeling that you're being expected to know things that there's no way someone would have told you. That leaves me with a feeling of resentment towards people who want me to be accountable for things. And it also leaves me with a feeling of expectation for myself that I should actually know better. And all those things just lead back to shame. You know, I've thought about having a relationship lately. And as much as I feel really mature, I also feel woefully, woefully unprepared, man. I mean, most of the people that 
I've seen in relationships at the end of the day, I'm like, y'all, it's like, it seems like everyone's like kids. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, I'm a 11-year-old surrounded by two-year-olds that look like they're 60 and 70 or 50 or 55 or whatever it is. They just look old, but they're like kids. And I look and see, I see it in spiritual communities, and, and, and it's so obvious when I keep looking back and at the same time, it just feels like disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And I'm fortunate now to have, um, a few mentors that I know can actually speak life into me. And I wish there were more of them that, you know, had that always shared the same faith that I do, but they don't have to They're These are wise people that I can listen to. And, it's terrifying to feel like opening myself up to those things. Again, I got reached out to today by someone who was in my previous church, my first church that I was in. And he was someone that had spoken life into me. And he was also somebody I was ter- I feel I feel terrified even to this day of talking to because I was like, I don't want to go back to that, that sense of restriction, that sense of burden that I felt when I, when I talked to this person, you know, these were people that in that church, I really trusted to speak life into me and trusted that they knew, you know, what was, what was best for my life. And I didn't know how to not give these people agency. So I did. And I really felt hurt by these things. And now having more knowledge, more insight, more wisdom, and more accountability to do so, I still feel like a kid. And I'm 31 and I still feel like a child in many ways. And I find myself, you know, interacting with people and I feel like the the child is just there. And, you know, I, I still feel like a kid. And, I, and, and the kid in me is terrified of talking to him. The adult in me understands that I've grown, he's grown, things have changed. Um, and that the situation is more than likely not going to be what I think when I, if I choose to talk to him and the child in me feels terrified of feeling another loss of agency again. And it's loss of agency sometimes that kind of stops you from wanting to be transparent. feeling that if you show too much of yourself that they're going to just make fun of you that the moment that they see that there's something that's weak or not real or not good or not funny or not entertaining or not mature that they're going to pounce on it like a shark I used to be the kid without words I used to be the kid that no matter how funny other people were, I could think of the funniest thing to say, but then when I tried to say it, it wouldn't come out right. It would always be off or not on time, and I always got made fun of for that, and I'm 31 years old, and I still remember that. That... Whenever I wanted to talk to a girl and I was said that happened through most of my life that I didn't know what to say to her. 
I went through most of my life not ever feeling like my words were good enough. That I'd ever have the right words. I never felt like I had the right words to explain to my dad whatever it was he wanted to me because he had his own words. I never didn't have the words to stop the times where I felt like my mom emotionally checked out of a conversation. We've talked about it a lot, and she doesn't do that anymore. At least not very often, but that happened a lot as a kid where because what she was going through with my dad, a lot of times she would just mid-conversation just check out and be gone. And I always felt like it was something I said or did. And I just, I never had the words. I was never the, I wasn't the funny one. And it's funny because I am now, but it all feels fake. And there's a part of me that still just wants to always say the right thing. That breathes a sigh of relief every time I say the wrong, the right thing and always is terrified that one day I'm going to say the wrong thing and then somebody going to look up and say, hey, that that little that 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 kid's not really a, that guy's not really a guy at all. He's just a kid. I guess there's a part of me that's still waiting for the Wizard of Oz moment where people look and they realize that behind the curtain is just a short little man. But I guess the interesting thing about the Wizard of Oz was he was still a man that was able to bring life into the Tin Man, to Dorothy, to all those that he spoke to. But he got caught up in the idea of an appearance. He had been raised to this pedestal, this idea and it stopped being about him being someone to help a land, but they gave him such a legend that he felt obligated to live up to it. And then he kind of started to fear and believe his own hype. He feared it because he feared that there would be one day somebody would come and realize that he wasn't as great as he said he was. That all of it was just special effects. And that's how I feel a lot of times. I feel like sometimes it's just special effects. And. It's still just a kid. Want a hug from his dad saying. Did I do good today? You know, feeling somewhere along the line that because I can't hear my dad's voice anymore, I still got that voice in my head telling me, yeah, you should do better. You could have done this better. You could have done this differently. That voice that is driving me to constantly be hard on myself and constantly saying, you have not done enough. Don't ever think you've done enough. And that voice just comes from my comes from what I know comes from what I've experienced. And the good thing is, is that what I've experienced is not all there is in life. What I've experienced is just a drop. There are blessings that are coming my way that I'm just now experiencing today that I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. 
I mean, I and I'm at a point in my life where I I I'm in probably the best place that I've been overall in my life, and it has given me time to sit and reflect on where I and on the emotional state that I've been in, and I've I've just felt so much shame. You know, um, I felt shame ever since I left my first church. Um, there were things I saw in that church that there was a lot of, there were abuse that was abuse that was going on there. And I was like, I don't want any part of that. And I left and I felt like I went from a church to a cult. And after that, I was like, I longing for a father figure to be able to trust and an elder figure to be able to, to, to give me praise and to even just let me know that I'm just good for just existing. Like, and there's so much of me that is still terrified of even believing that to be true. Like, what does it even look like if that's true? How can that be true? 28 years of being told that you may or may not be good today because of what somebody has decided to think about you versus three years of clawing yourself out of that to try to understand, to get a semblance of what you feel is sanity. And now looking at my life, there's so much grief. I miss my dad, but I'm still angry about that. And I'm still sad about that. And then I miss my spiritual mentor, but I'm still sad and I'm still angry about those things that have taken place. And then there's a part of me that still feels like I, I can't be angry about that, but I am. It leads to a concoction of feeling lonely. And I realize there's so many ways that I'm like, I could be doing so much better. And that's just that voice. It's like, you could be doing better. You could be doing better. You could be doing better. It's the voice of fear. It's the voice of my fears. And not only my, not really even, not always my fears. Some of it I feel like is a voice of my parents' fears, my fears of my dad. My dad always felt like if he didn't teach me this, that he failed as a father. And I was like, I'm not responsible for those fears that you have. I couldn't tell him that. And my spiritual mentor's fears about his own life. I guess if I'm being real, I've always kind of been infatuated with the idea of being a, a hero, you know, a good person in a sense of somebody who would genuinely do good things because they're just a good person. Then when I came to church, it was kind of like, that's crazy. 
you'll never be a good person. And then it was about being a humble person. (laughs) And then after all this time, it's like neither of those things matter because the only thing that really matters is being a real person, an authentic person. Being able to communicate is good, and I've got a very good gift at being able to do so, but that doesn't make you authentic. It just makes you a good communicator. And the whole goal is not to just be somebody that knows how to tell people stuff, but somebody that is, that gives, that brings worth because they are. Being salt in the land, as the Bible would say, Being something there that brings life, that brings flavor, that brings change, that that's something, you know, that's something that we all kind of afraid of exploring. And I've been afraid of exploring it for a long time. Like, what would it even mean if I just shut off all the teachers and ideas and people that thought different things and told me what I should do and tried to honestly and earnestly figure it out and sit and be present with myself and see what it was that God was actually telling me? What would I become then? And I ain't got the fear that I'd become nothing. I got the fear that I'd become much greater than I would think. I've seen the kind of influence that I can carry when I really step into that place. And it is terrifying. I can't tell you how much I feel responsible sometimes for people, for situations. Ain't nobody even asked me to be responsible for. I can't tell you how tired I feel of that a lot of times. And if it means anything, if there's one thing that I think that I'm happy about now that I wasn't before is that I don't feel like a liar anymore. My mentor told me, well, he wrote a book and he said it in the book, but he told me and he says in this book that when you enter a relationship with somebody, that's where your armor, your emotional armor as a man is not required. It's not something that will serve you. And that's been something that I hadn't even considered that my emotional armor in the situation with in my, in my growing relationship will not be required that I'm not required to be something that I think I need to be, but I'm required to bring who I am as I am in that situation. I believe that relationship require that relationship requirement is the same with God as it is with people, regardless of wherever your spirituality is. I believe that it is the same. That like 
in a greater way with people. God cannot be met by ritual or ceremony, but has to be met with in relationship. And relationship is terrifying in some ways. Relationship is shocking in some ways. Relationship doesn't make sense in a rational way, but it is. And so me being transparent and saying when I I feel these things, I feel terrified, I feel lonely, I feel excited, I feel these things, that requires and it is a opening an open invitation to relationship. And one of the cool things that I've been able to experience about these relationships is that I can be witnessed and not feel like I have to be fixed. And this goes back into transparency again. Because the moment I can be transparent is the moment that no one else is responsible for my thoughts and feelings. When I'm transparent, I'm holding myself responsible for that. And I'm saying, hey, this is how I actually feel about this. I'm not asking you to change it. I'm not asking you to make it different. I'm literally just telling you where my level of responsibility is. Man. Anyone know some transparency, it costs you something because it costs you. It cost me whatever idea that I want to hide behind when it comes to me. It cost me whatever thought process that I've tricked myself or believed because someone else has taught me to believe it. It's cost me those things, but it gains me something else. It gains me a connection with integrity. I think transparency and integrity go hand in hand. And for those who haven't seen my prior podcast, integrity is the art of completing a word that you give, which means that if you give a word to someone, like you say, I'm going to be here at eight o'clock, integrity is making sure that that word is complete. The reality is that you'll never always be able to keep every word that you give. Keeping your word would be if you say you're going to be somewhere at eight o'clock and you show up at eight o'clock or seven fifty nine. That would be keeping your word. But you can honor your word, which means that if you know that you are not going to be there at eight o'clock when you set out, you can honor your word and say, I'm not going to be able to be there at eight o'clock. Instead, I'm going to be there at nine. And then you try to make reparations for whatever it is. Like you say, maybe I can send someone to be there or whatever it is. You take responsibility for that inconvenience. And then whatever word you promise to honor in, in your honoring, you, you honor that word and then your word is still complete. Where there's integrity, there can be trust. And where there's transparency, I think they go hand in hand. When you can say how you really feel and feel how you really feel without projecting it on somebody else. That has been one of my life's works. And it's been something that I've been trying to understand lately in myself. I promised that when I came on here and I did this, that I would be real. This is a place where I feel that I don't have to be professional, that I don't have to be scripted, that I don't have to be political. This is a place where I can bring myself as I am and leave it as such 
so that other people can look and say, I've gained something from this. And I could pay it forward into their lives. There's a lot of good teachings and good lessons that I feel like I can share. And I feel that they would be meaningless without my own ability to be present. My own ability to show up here. I promised that if I wasn't going to show up nowhere else, I was going to show up here. And I believe that I've held to the integrity of my promise that I was going to show up here. So that voice is saying that I ain't done good enough can go stuff it. Because I promised I was going to show up. So I want to encourage everybody that's listening, whoever you are, wherever you are. I don't really care about your faith. I don't care about what your beliefs are. You feel me? I ain't really concerned about all that. I'm concerned about this much. Whether you are open to showing up in your life with honor and integrity. I'm not just talking about just being honorable and not lying or anything like that, man. Because the reality is is that people feel pressure. Sometimes people feel pressure and they lie. Sometimes people manipulate and deceive, man. I've done that throughout my life. Sometimes it's a deception when I come around and I say, hey, man, oh, I'm feeling good. I know I know for a fact that I'm feeling a lot of things. I might be feeling excited. I might be feeling melancholy. I might be feeling all kinds of things. But if I tell someone I'm good because I'm trying to manage that person's feelings, at that point, I'm trying to manipulate them. And maybe they don't need to know everything that's going on, but... I'm going to try to work on being more forthright. And, you know, I think about a lot of the places where I interact in. I have a spiritual community, the Real Prayer Movement. And we pray, you know, six times out the week uh, just praying for people. You know, it's not even about trying to be good or bad. It's just people praying, you know. Um, and I also have other communities like I have a discord community that I'm always involved in. I love those kids, man. Um And a lot of times I, I realized lately that I felt to myself that I had been a little bit, I felt still focused on kind of just making sure that I was maintaining the appearance. I forgot what it was like to just bring life into that place. You know, I'm always saying, hey, you know, happy to see y'all and I am. But there's a part of me that just kind of got, they're just, I, I got, I just felt caught up in, you know, trying to be the idea of who I imagined myself to be. And wondering, you know, if or when somebody was going to see behind that and be like, hey, you're not who you're not. You're not what you imagined, what I imagined you'd be. I don't know the expectations that people have of me. All I know is the expectations that I have. And I feel terrified a lot of times of letting people down. I'm not being given the chance to communicate or explain. And that's okay that I feel those things. They're feelings. They're feelings that stem from actual experiences I've had. And that's not the only experience in life that I'm going to have. What I really am excited about in this is being able to get back to integrity. 
which I don't really feel that I've lost, but I try to examine myself when I'm dealing with, you know, the kids in Discord or, you know, my relationships or messages or whatever and stuff like that to look and say, hey, am I honoring what I promised or what I said I would do? And are people honoring those things to me? But first and foremost, am I honoring what I said? And I promised that when I came in those places that I would speak life. Not necessarily speak positivity because I don't want to be known for just being a positive person. That's crap. That crap positivity ain't going to get you nowhere in life. Positivity is a nice little vibe. That's a nice little idea. But positivity is not going to get you anywhere in life. People don't need more positivity. And I'm telling you from someone whose first part of my podcast was about literally just speaking positivity. It brings you great feelings for the moment. It helps you to reframe certain things. But at the end of the day, it is temporary. I could not keep up that positivity when my dad died. And then I realized that positivity was not what I was seeking in the first place, but authenticity. So my podcast, the nature of my podcast has changed. It's not that the spirit of it has changed, but the nature of it has changed. It's not as much about just talking about positive things that happen, but about talking about things that ultimately lead to positivity, which is speaking about real things, speaking about authenticity, speaking about deep things, because those things ultimately lead to a more fruitful and happier life. And so talking about stuff like this, talking about my own fears, talking about my own uh, longings, feelings of loneliness, um, feeling responsible, feeling ashamed, wondering if all this, the, the times where people like me is even deserved, trying to earn it and failing to do so. It sounds humble, but the Bible says you should present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's a it's a scripture. And if you're a Christian, you know that scripture. But if you're not, it doesn't it it, it really there's a there's a reason I brought it up. A lot of times uh, the, the, the church is very much in the belief of living sacrifice being like not owning anything or not having anything or going through things and. It's very much about an external kind of ceremonial thing. But I think living a living a sacrifice means that whatever your good, bad, whatever your mistakes are, whatever your successes are, that you're willing to present those things on to God and on to people so that other people can 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 grow, can thrive, can learn. If my experiences help someone feel that it is not the end of their story. If my experiences help someone to seek authenticity and transparency and seek integrity, then I believe that those people are not as far from God, whether they think they are or not as they think. Whether that person's an atheist, whether that person is a, a guru, whether they're a Buddhist, it does not matter. I believe that authenticity is an integrity. It cannot help but lead you 
to the true understanding of your creator. And I think that it can also help you learn the true understanding of who you are. So I'm presenting myself as a living sacrifice. The coolest thing I've ever heard about faith is this. I heard it in the Matrix, in, in the second Matrix, Matrix Reloaded. Um, two people were arguing with each other and one said, damn it, so-and-so, not everybody believes like you believe. And that person replied and said, my beliefs don't require them to. That is the coolest and realest thing I've ever heard about faith. I don't need anyone else around me to present themselves as a living sacrifice. That's not my, that's not their business. My business is to present myself as one. So I'm not ashamed to talk about whatever my successes or failures are. I'm not ashamed to talk about them. I'm not ashamed to have them. I'm not concerned about trying to prove that I am X, Y, and Z. Because as long as I can be someone of integrity and authenticity and leave myself open to Jesus, then that's good for me. I don't need anybody else to believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. That's enough for me. And my only prayer is that that will reflect in my life, that the fruits of the spirit, the love, joy, kindness, gentleness, all those things will reflect in my life. And that whether people know God or don't, whether they care about God or don't, that they'll be able to look and say, you know what? I still see it, though. And the cool part is, is whether they do or don't. The only thing that matters to me is that (laughs) it's in me. So I'm just trying to tell everybody, wherever it is you are in your life. Every single one of your experiences is going to mean something to somebody else. And I think the, 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 the most detrimental thing we can do, the most dangerous thing we can do sometimes is just not speak. I, I've always felt like people cared about me being successful or me doing this or me being a good example or an X, Y, and Z. But being a good example is being a real example. And getting back to this reminded me of this because I thought about, you know, sharing it in the discord that I'm in because I know that, you know, people tend to pay attention to things I do there. And that's very flattering. And it always makes me feel really good that, you know, people like me in there. But I realized I said, that's not why I came to this server was to be, you know, the discord server was to just be liked. I like the fact that that's an, an, a side effect that took place, but that's not why I came there. I came there because I wanted to, to serve and be and, and, and help people and speak life into people. And I came there that whether one person listened to me or a thousand people listened to me, that I was going to treat it the same. So I'm happy to be on my podcast back on that tip that it's not about whether a one person or a hundred thousand people or 10,000 people hear me and all of them say it. It's not about where the finest females come up to me talking about, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think what you said is great. Yay. I like fine females just as much as anybody else. You feel me? But at the same time, it's not as relevant because my purpose is not to just attract people. My purpose is to give people something that they don't have and to pay it forward into their life. And I think in this year, this is the first year I think I'm not just doing it in the memory of my dad or my spiritual father, but because God has put it in my spirit to do and because I want to do it.
I don't script these. And I know that I'm jumping a little bit here, but I don't script these. I have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. And I go from there. I can script them, but I don't. I don't script them because I feel that that would take away from the nature of the honesty that I'm giving here. And I don't want this to ever be so professional that it can't be connecting and it can't be relatable. So I don't script these. I'm happy for anybody that listens for whoever is taking the time out to say, hey, you know what? This is something that I think is going to bless me, is going to benefit me. And that if it's really in your spirit to do, that whatever your background is, whatever your life is right now, my prayer for you is that you would present yourself and be open to being that living sacrifice in your belief systems, in your experiences, that you would not run and shy away from being transparent and being open to whatever it is that God has for you, that you would be open to that and that you'd be able to see that it isn't at the end of the day going to be about a religion or about an idea, but about your willingness to learn about who you really are and your willingness to be guided. Because the Bible also says a man plots his way, but the Lord orders his steps. Doesn't say that, <laughs> says that regardless of wherever your faith is. So I don't know. I just felt that I should share that. And I just want to pray that, you know, God, that y'all, that you would just lead people where they need to be. That you're the God and that you know what it is that people need. You know it better than I do. And that you're going to raise up a generation of people that's not going to be ashamed to present themselves and tell people about who you are by telling them about who they are. So I'm just praying that God will guide all my fam, all my people all across the world. And for every person that's listening to me, that the word would be good and that you'd be revealed. Because that's what I'm here for. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all out here, right? It's good to be back. Um, I have wanted to do guest segments again for a while. I've just about got what I think that I need to be able to do so. Um once I get a few logistics um, handled, I really want to get into doing some guest segments. There's a couple people I want to bring back on my show. I want to bring one of my mentors back, Brian Reeves. There's a couple other people I want to bring on here if they're available. Um, and we can talk about just some of the growth and some of the changes and some of the wisdom. Um, I want to bring some polarizing people on here that's just going to really kind of get into some real nitty gritty stuff and just speak life into the people. So. Man, y'all bring me a lot of love. I love doing this, and I'm not going to be stopping at any point. It's pay it forward, gang, and we still that. We're going to be that uh, continuously. Man, if y'all ever need a spiritual community that's going to pray for you, bro, I'm not talking about no religious stuff. I'm not talking about no this or that. This is, it is a Christian community that generally believes in Jesus, but, man, look, we literally do not care what you believe in, bro. If you have a need and you want someone to speak life into you, they will do that. 
They don't care what your background is. They will do that. So just understand, it's a, this is, I believe in this place. I believe it's a safe place. If y'all ever want to come on there, um, we have a, I'm, I'm going to leave my link and leave the link in the description of the, the physical podcast when it releases. Um, but other than that, man, I love y'all. It's still pay it forward gang. It's going to be that. And I'm going to leave y'all with a snippet. Uh, this is going to be on the, the actual version. I'm going to leave y'all with a snippet from the song that I, uh, that verse that I did, that was from a song and I'm going to leave y'all with a snippet of that at the end of the pay it forward outro. We got big love for y'all. Look forward to new, healthy, great new things this year. And I'm going to be rocking with y'all. Got mad love for y'all, all right? Peace. Take it easy. God's purpose has gained purchase. As I see that it's more than what I've seen on the surface. Emerging into all of these dreams I would purpose to daydream until I believed I was worthless. Because those dreams were defeated by serpents that looked sweet. As long as they eat, I'd be hurt. And it wasn't till I wanted release from those curses. They would constrict till I couldn't breathe. I was immersed until the verses came and then freed me from cursing. The pain of my loss became a reason for birth. And my pain was contractions. The reason was birth. And my purpose deeper than what is seen in the cursing. I finally found my relief in the searching for the God that brought me relief from the burning. Trying to sleep just to get relief from the turning of my mind because I I felt weak when my urges led me to a place that was deeper than earth is, as deep as the earth is. My deep was immersed in defeat. Literally, he retrieved me from certain suicide. I'm alive.